The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and The Rick House. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy 2022, everybody, and welcome into our show. Not a lot going on off the field and uh, on the field and on the courts. Rather, off the field and off the courts is where we are headed because uh, with COVID going on, the bowl game was canceled, of course, the Military Bowl and East Carolina Pirate Basketball having lost two games to COVID so far. We'll find out about chances to reschedule those things and that kind of thing. Ryan Robinson, the executive associate AD at East Carolina, also the executive director of the Pirate Club, joins us live in the studio. And we'll take your questions, comments, that kind of thing on our Facebook live show. But first of all, Happy New Year, Ryan. Happy New Year, Brian. It's good to be here in person. Um, 2022, I think, is going to be the year of the Pirates. I hope so. Because That's what I'm saying. 2020 wasn't great at all. 2021 was a little bit better as far as just COVID and everything like that. And still, we're dealing with those kinds of issues. So, Ryan Robinson, live in the studio. We'll take our first commercial break. Back with more after this. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back. Just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand? Totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi? It's back, baby. (laughs) I really miss this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope. Sorry, Susan. Not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pig pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak and our seafood delight pasta. The Rick House is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday. Take a break from your workday with lunch at the Rick House. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road, beside the bowling alley in Greenville. You'll save a whole, whole, whole lot of money with Christmas cash savings from Bostic Sug Furniture. Spruce up your home in style and save up to 15% off store-wide, plus six months special financing, or choose 48 months special financing. Give yourself the gift of better sleep on a new mattress with 48 months special financing, plus a wide selection of in-stock and top-of-the-line Serta and Restonic mattresses. Don't miss Christmas cash savings going on now at Bostic Sug Furniture. 
Seared Chop House is Greenville's newest restaurant and the city's only true chop house. We combine a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Seared, a quality-driven experience highlighting a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty, flavor-rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house. Come see us, Fire Tower Road at Bells Fork or SeardChopHouse.com. Safety comes first at Greenville Utilities. Did you know that by itself, natural gas is completely odorless? As a safety precaution, a chemical is added to the gas that gives it a distinctive and unpleasant odor. This allows you to detect the slightest amount of natural gas both indoors and outdoors. If you smell a strong odor of natural gas in or near your home, you should immediately call Greenville Utilities. GUC maintains staff around the clock in order to provide immediate response to emergencies such as natural gas leaks. You can count on GUC to keep safety job number one. This is Coach Gary Overton, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back. Lots of questions for Ryan Robinson, Executive Associate Athletic Director for East Carolina University, also the Executive Director of the Pirate Club. And whatever Ryan can't answer this week, we got John Gilbert next week. So if you want to... So I can pass. I can pass the questions. If you want to pass them on, we can certainly do that. But let's go ahead and uh, start with some of the questions on our feed. Is the basketball game still on for Wednesday? As we speak, we think yes. Yes, everything's moving in that direction and you know i think every all of our fans know now and as you know brian it is truly hour by hour with uh with covid but hopefully um you know we we can get people healthy uh with the new cdc rules and guidelines you know right now the rule is if you have seven scholarship players uh you must field a team so uh hopefully we can play hopefully we can have a uh you know a full team because i think that's that is hard even when you say seven scholarship players that's hard on coach dooley um but the, the plan is right now seven o'clock on wednesday we'll have basketball back in the action and then uh we'll try to figure out i know we have a couple sport a sport administrator and john that are working to reschedule the two missed games the, the last game, or, or right before the cancellations, it seemed like uh, Coach Dooley was saying there was like two starters and and two of his first three off the bench or something like that. So it was really a, a difficult situation. And I've talked to Joe a couple of times, and you know, not only canceling games or postponing games, but you're trying to practice. And basketball is all a sport, and we've seen so many years where teams come through, and the team in November is much different when you get to February and March, but it's a transformation process. You know, it's it's a process that has to happen, and when you get knocked out for a week or two, it's hard to get that process going. You know, I watch a lot. I love college basketball. I watch a lot of basketball, and just over the weekend, you see some of these teams that are just decimated by COVID, um, and you feel for uh, you feel for these coaches for having to go through this. And and like I said, when you have you know the rule is seven scholarship players, so I, I don't know what our numbers are right now, but I know that. Uh, you know, you said something really important. It might be, can we play Wednesday? But hey, can we practice today? Right. Can we get two days of practice yeah. leading up to the game? And that's what's important for these uh, for these young men. I know. Listen, these kids come here. They want to compete. They want to compete for the Pirates. So I hate any time we have a cancellation. I know our women's basketball right now is dealing with the same issue. Maybe it's something that as we go through, we got it out of got it out of the way at the beginning of the season, yeah. and now we we can kind of move forward. But you don't want a lot lot of cancellations just because those are games 
um, that you're probably going to have to reschedule. And that can be, you know, one of those stretches of two games in three days. Yeah, and that's not any fun for anybody. All right, Bubba writes in and says, what were the final donor and membership numbers for the Pirate Club in 2021? Do you have those figures? I I don't have – I know our total membership was right around 5,000. And then we don't have our uh, total numbers, but it'll probably be around $6 million. I think what's been really uh, impressive from our donor standpoint is just the amount of engagement. Uh, we've This has been a rough couple of years. I was telling John the other day, I've been here, today starts my third year at East Carolina, and I want to say probably 22 of those months have been dealing with COVID. Oh, yeah. and I was going to say, you haven't had anything no, normal. No, I'd love to have a normal year, but the, the donors have been unbelievable. And, you know, just to single out like a Bill Clark Holmes, um, you know, last year, we're in a tough time. We have a We Believe Foundation. Bill Clark Holmes gives $100,000. Uh, they buy tickets to the South Carolina game. Then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, we're in another situation with the bowl. They give 200000 Yeah. So um, it, it's just really special here. I know that our numbers are going to go up next year because I think our hopefully our football season tickets numbers will go up. But, you know, as we start this next you know phase in 2022, we are hoping to kind of launch a campaign, a comprehensive campaign that will, you know, benefit our student athletes, help with our facilities. So I know we'll need a lot of support uh, this this coming year, the next couple of years to get where we want to go. And that campaign that you talk about, it's not official, official, but basically that's part of the, the deal, the, the indoor practice facility for East Carolina. Yeah, the university is, is launching a – it's a $500 million campaign that uh, I know has been out there. Chancellor Rogers talked about it. So we're, we're playing a role in that. And that will have um, – you know, we've got to do a new swimming locker room. Uh, we have a – uh, indoor facility obviously is very very important we've got a building and baseball down the third baseline i know is very important to coach godwin he's already actually had fundraised some money before um we got some stuff with our team's building that we'd like to kind of expand and then just some stuff with nutrition and other areas that are vital but the one that everybody likes to talk about is the indoor facility which i like to call multi-purpose facility because i think a lot of every team is going to be able to use it um, so we'll start. We're going to start that process right now. The process we're in right now, Brian, is really laying out the designs and all the fancy uh, brochures and stuff. And then we'll kind of launch. But we've talked to a lot of our donors about it, and we will have. Uh, I think we'll have really good support for it. All right, we're going to dive into the military bowl, and John, your question is very good. We'll get to that one in just a second. But take us back to, to your role with the military bowl, because if I'm not mistaken, you and John came up. Did you guys get up there on on Sunday? <laughs> no, I, I actually went up on Christmas Eve because the team JJ McGlam had went up on the 22nd and right. was in DC with the team. I went to the graduate in Annapolis to kind of get that squared away okay. because that's where all of our fans were going to be. We were going to do a big donor event on December 26th. So I talked to John. Uh, John was still in um, – he was still in Greenville, and I talked to him on Christmas night. And I, and John will tell you, I mean, their, their AD is a – he's a really good man, Pat Kraft. He was at Temple. Okay. Um, I always remember him being at Temple when the lights went out. Remember that game? Yeah, he came across the sideline and said, John, it was one of John's first games. And he's like, what is going on? So I always remember Pat Kraft, and he handled it yeah. so well. You knew who else was there that night was Bam Adebayo was oh, yeah. at the game that was night. Really, yeah. yeah, I just remember every time I think of Pat Kraft. But Pat was good. You know, I think he, he kind of shared with John, hey, we've got some issues. 
we think we can get to Tuesday, but we do have some issues. And we had, you know, we knew we had some right. issues as well. And then obviously, um, you know, Christmas, Christmas morning, um, it, it all changed. In the 26th, or sorry, on the Christmas night, right. got another call. That, hey, you know, we still think we're going to be all right. And then I guess on the 26th, the morning of the 26th, they had some, some major issues. So I was in Annapolis and, you know, I got the call. There was a lot. There was already some of our ECU fans in the lobby, so we had to do a lot of things in, in probably two or three hours um, just to kind of get the word out. Obviously, crushed for our student athletes, crushed for Coach Houston. Um, but you know, Boston College—they were down there practicing too, so I know they had the intent to play the game. And then you know, once I drove back that day, and as you're driving back, you're thinking, "Man, we are in a financial." Yeah, I bet. We just spent four days in D.C. How are we going to pay for that? So your mind kind of shifts. I will tell you, Brian, it was the longest drive I've ever had. I drove from Annapolis on Sunday back to Greenville. On the way up, it took me four hours and ten minutes. On the way back, it took me seven hours. Did you go on the tw- on the twenty sixth down ninety five? Yeah. Oh yeah, 95. that was brutal. It was one. Of it the was worst. a parking lot. It was awful. I kept looking at my screen. And it would say red, <laughs> and I yeah, it was red. I have never in my life. I could not wait to get out of my car when I saw a Tarboro sign. I was just I had a sigh of relief. Oh, I was I was about 20, 25 miles behind Brian Medor. So he's calling me and giving me updates. He said, buddy's still red. But he, 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 was, he was depressing because he would say, buddy, you're getting ready to stop. I'm like, no, no I'm not. I'm not stopping. He goes, yeah, you are. Because it's 95. It's a parking lot. Well, it's funny because I was talking to a lady. I think you were in D.C. I was in D.C. with a bunch of people. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Did you talk to them? Yeah, I talked yeah. to them. They said, because I guess her boyfriend... So, somebody at that table said they saw it on social media, and this is a player's brother had put it on social media. And I first said, "There's no way." I just left the team because I what I decided to do was go from D.C. with the team, went over to Annapolis early, and, and to be there when the team team was coming through for I don't even know if it was a walkthrough, but it was going to be a team picture at Navy Marine Corps yep. Memorial Stadium. And, and then I, I knew the fans were going to start coming in, so we we're going to do some stories there. Ken Wallington from Channel Nine was going to meet me over there, so we had it all planned out. So I'm sitting there enjoying breakfast. Mind my own business. <laughs> I knew, I knew, thought they were pirate people. And then one of them said, Mr. Bailey, we don't mean to interrupt your breakfast, but we think the bowl game's canceled. And I was like, get out of here. There's no way. <laughs> so I just left Coach Houston and everybody, and they go, well, it's looking bad. And I got on, and it was like, man. Well, I think John, John called Mike, obviously one of the student athletes to know before anybody. And I think Mike said, hey, I'm going to get them together right now. And she had told me that. She says, I think I'm the one that told Brian Bailey. Yeah, she was. We yeah. thank you, too. It, it was tough, you know. <laughs> as I as we got back and really started to think about it, um, it's just tough because we had so many fans. When we sold probably near 6,000 tickets just through us, yeah. not counting the people that bought tickets other places. Um, and I wasn't there on Sunday night, but I heard that – uh, Pirate Nation kind of took over Annapolis. Oh, yeah. I heard the same thing. And I thought, I seriously thought about staying in town, but then I thought, yeah, that might be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> because I think everybody was just so depressed. And then you, you get around, and then, you know, it was just because not only, you know, bowl games are different in nature because, you know, if you go to one every year, sometimes you get tired of going to one, blah, blah, blah. But the Pirates hadn't been to one in so long. And everybody was looking forward to getting out there, being on a national stage. You know, the bowl game itself was different because most bowls, you go to one little, you know, one city, one area, and you do different things. Because of COVID, you couldn't do a lot of things with the teams together. You know, you, were, you weren't you were with us, I don't think, then, but back uh, in the um, – 
in, in St. Petersburg at the Beefo Brady's Bowl that year. They had a belly flop competition between the teams. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just so much fun, and the guys had a good time. And but but this kind this bowl game was a little different because all the activities were actually in downtown DC, and then everything you know bowl related was supposed to be in Annapolis, and we really didn't get to that point because the game was canceled. Monday was I mean, Sunday rather was the big day for the bowl I in Annapolis. Excited. I yeah. was so excited about that. Yeah, there was a. Uh, you know, a bad idea for me definitely was waking up, you know, making all the calls, and then around noon saying, "Oh yeah, traffic shouldn't be bad on oh, Sunday." Yeah, uh, but that was a very that bad was a idea. Bad idea. But you know, as we got back, and we talked to a lot of people, um, you heard their stories, and I hated the people that were right outside Richmond and had to turn around. You know, there's no great way of communicating. Um, no. You know, the biggest thing for us is always to let our student athletes. Uh, here first sometimes you can do that sometimes you can't but i know mike said that was a that was a tough conversation with those those kids all right one of the questions that came in from john he says has the capitol hilton been cooperative with reimbursements for the team stay after the cancellation the capitol hilton i mean we're gonna have to pay there's you know we were there for three days so i think that's where people when you look at expenses these are expenses that we already had right so we stayed there was it three three nights it was it was uh, we arrived on Thursday Thursday night Friday night Saturday night and then Sunday guys started leaving yeah. but they had the option of staying Sunday night and then coming back and the reason Friday. they had the option was a lot of the parents had driven up so it was like getting to spend some time with their kids so yeah right. we're looking at right now about four hundred thousand dollars now part of the bowl expenses include bringing the the team back before Christmas practicing feeding right. housing them that's not part of when you're not in a bowl everybody's gone. So at the end of the day, the money we would have received from the bowl would have covered our expenses. Right. Well, you try to break even. You try to break even, and now we're not receiving anything from the bowl, and we still had all of those expenses, and that's why it's so important. You know, with, with what Bill Clark Holmes did, we've had a lot of other donations. I think right now we've probably had, I want to say, close to. Eighty to ninety thousand dollars that's been um, donated to the Pirate Club from tickets, and I and I understand there's a lot of people that spent a lot of money, so this ticket refund will help them pay for that. So so I understand. Right now, if we can get to that, if we didn't have somebody like a Bill Clark Holmes, Brian, the problem would have been it would have kind of set us back. Right. Uh, we're moving forward. We're moving forward, <laughs> right. and it's now like okay, how are you going to find four hundred thousand dollars? Right. It's, yeah. it's not out there. No. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to moving forward on this. We'll have some updated numbers probably in the next week. Uh, I think we still have about four or 500 accounts that have not said, hey, I want a refund or I want it donated. So once we have those numbers, we'll be uh, we'll have a good idea. What were ticket prices? Ticket prices? Yeah. Well, you had you could pay 180 or 60 I believe, okay. is what it was. And we sold um, – and then we had that Minter Pavilion – Perfect example. So the Minor Pavilion there, we sold $150, include food and drinks. Well, we had, you know, we have to pay for the catering because we had ordered the catering. It was ready. So we're, we're, we're kind of going back and forth on that. So there's a lot of Man. expenses um, that, that pile up. And I know some of our, um, some of our people here had bought suites there. They're still dealing with the catering aspect. So it's a, it's a mess, but. I tell you, after the last couple of years, Brian, nothing really surprised me anymore. No, oh, that's the truth. All right. All right. Plenty more to uh, dive into with Ryan Robinson. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. Your questions, your comments are welcome on our Facebook Live page for Pirate Radio. Back with Ryan Robinson on this 
2022 debut of the Brian Bailey Show after this. UBE and PirateWear.com is excited to offer Pirate Nation the largest selection of new ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates in to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking uptown in Greenville. Visit them at PirateWear.com. Go Pirates! The Angus Grill is the premier location for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us and experience original flavors, quality service, and an upbeat environment. We've got five outstanding locations in eastern North Carolina, in Winterville near Pitt Community College, in Wilmington on 4th Street, and three locations right here in Greenville, East 10th Street near the Walmart, Jarvis Street in Uptown, and in our newest location on Statensburg Road near the hospital at the former CPW's location. It's the best burger around. Angus Grill. University PC Care has been the Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They thank you for your continued support and trust during these trying times. Many services can be done remotely and free pickup and delivery is available. As a Dell business partner and Apple authorized service provider, you can count on University PC Care for all your personal and business tech support needs. To make a remote appointment or to bring in your device for service at their Greenville or Newburn locations, call 558-1280 or go online at universitypccare.com. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. Get you one. This is Amanda Houston, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Go Pirates! You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back. Lots of questions and comments coming in, so let's uh, share these with Ryan Robinson. This is good stuff. All right, Kenny writes in, and Kenny's got some great ideas, by the way. He's always he's a cowboy guy, so he's I kind like of in, in depression today. But anyway, he says that that uh, was a fumble, Kenny. That was it was a fumble, a fumble. <laughs> and Des caught it. But, but when you have to call a timeout trying to line up for I a field know, goal, I that's agree what with happens. you. I'm right there with you. I was upset too, and, and nothing to do about it. All right, his idea for next year for the BYU game is to take and offer two tickets and a hotel room for the BYU game and raffle raffle that package off for $10 a pop. He says if you sell 2,000 tickets then you generate $20,000 and your cost would probably be around two grand. So you make 18000 So just just a way to, to kind of you know generate some interest. A lot of people will be interested in the BYU trip, won't they? Oh yeah, I think we've already talked to a lot of people. Um, we were actually just talking about that yesterday. Then we got to figure out maybe some travel packages of how we can um, get some people up there because that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a special trip. All right. A lot of people have asked me to ask you, and we've got a couple of people on here and people in the public have asked me. All right. Take us through what you and John talked about when everything was, you know, when, when the bowl game was canceled. Were there any other options? Was there any way to play, you know, in another bowl game, Wake Forest, perhaps, you know, which would have been really exciting for Pirate fans, but, but the logistics had to be crazy. But was there any chance to play in any other bowl game? Well, I think the Wake Forest, they had, if, if you, I'm pretty sure they had already had Rutgers 
lined up for that game at that time. Well, I think the biggest thing when you look at the cancellation is, <laughs> you know, our kids have been here since, you know, they hadn't had any break. So we weren't going to be able to play a bowl game in Washington, D.C., that that wasn't right. There's no one calling going, Hey, we'll play you in D C. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. come to the other we'll come to the other, yeah. you know, and play you on um, you know, December twenty seventh. And I think the other issue is, um, the longer it went with all issues, our COVID, I mean, we were in a good place, but we continued to also, you know, get positive. Kind of like the whole country though, right, right yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, so it's, we it's, needed we really needed to play Brian Monday or Tuesday. I think with the NC State thing that was interesting is, and I have a lot of respect, I feel bad for what NC State has had to go through with baseball and now football. Um, But big guy told me I'm allowed to sympathize with NC State. I can't with North Carolina. That's what he what told he me. Said. Yeah, I'm never allowed to sympathize well, with North Carolina. You know, I gained a whole lot of respect for Dave Dorn when he came yeah. back to Raleigh and called out the NCAA. I mean... But the, the whole thing on that, and I know John can go in on it more, but like, you can't just play a bowl game in Raleigh, right. Greenville. I mean, the Holiday Bowl wanted a game. So, I think someone was going to have to fly to California. And if you look at... Let's just take our situation. Alright, we get everybody back together. Yeah. Well, they want to play on friday so we get everybody back together and then fly across the country and we could have another covid issue right and then we're out you know a charter flight the the expense of that so the logistics just weren't going to work and i think you know the one misnomer is that you, you can't just play a you can't just play a bowl game wherever you want to play uh and our kids you know when i mean you were there but they all took off i mean they were they were home different places coaches were different places um, it was just unfortunate, but I don't know. Um, playing another game was really not an option. <clears throat> but the I think if something would have happened um, two or three days ahead of time, Brian, I think you you probably could have looked at it. But when it's a day before, um, it really wasn't an option. But no, we had a lot of conversations. I mean, John and I probably talked, you know. 30 times that day just on different things you know obviously you're dealing with logistics how do we get the kids back can the kids stay an extra night um but yeah it just didn't work um and but i would have loved if all of a sudden you know navy would have came on board and said hey we'll play in our stadium for a bowl game but they were all you know across the country as well yeah and you know you think about it 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 wasn't just east carolina that that had that made that same decision there were other schools that had games canceled and and they were kind of i know their fan i think everybody wanted to see the pirates play in a bowl game that's what it came down to and and a lot of us don't understand the, the x's and o's that goes into exactly what you guys do as far as the money goes and but it just it was just such a, a bad taste in everybody's mouth and then when state got canceled that was you know i mean oh. everybody was thinking about i mean troy put out the barbecue bowl and playing in raleigh and and you know that oh, would I, all love, be, yeah. I love the passion behind it. Yeah. i think too the one thing that you can't lose sight of is covid um everybody to an extent has covid issues right now and you don't know how bad and i mean i know it's like um boston college they just kept popping positives and i know that dc area is it was very hot at the time and you know we had had a couple positives so you don't know let's say we're going to play on thursday you you get everybody excited again and all of a sudden it's we don't have enough players to play i think the the thing that really um with bowl games i know smu was in the same 
um, as us. Memphis, you know, Memphis actually has a better situation because whoever plays in the Hawaii Bowl from the AAC, the AAC pays for their charter flights to Hawaii. Wow, I didn't yeah, know that. So SMU is more in a situation. I knew we should have gone to Hawaii. Yeah, so they didn't lose the expense of um, – of the the travel as much as us and SMU and obviously SMU is probably better off financially than East Carolina but you know what Brian let, all I, all we can hope for is that uh we come back in 2022 and maybe we go to you know maybe we go to a Florida Bowl this year that'd go, be nice go to Hawaii Hawaii because be nice. let me tell you something I, I I said that coming back after that game I said if you don't play for the national championship the best bowl out there was the the Hawaii Bowl treated the players and coaches and their families just like royalty the whole week and it was I've heard was, that from Don it was unbelievable just how how well everybody was treated for that bowl game and and it was you know I, I just I hope we get a chance to go yeah again I've been sometime. to several Florida Bowls um Tennessee went to the Outback Bowl and the Music City there the, I feel bad too like, I know the military bowl but those people those volunteers and staff they put in a lot of time and effort and to have it kind of pulled out from under them I know they're they're also trying to to recoup the expenses they put on it so it's really and no one wins uh, no one wins. And the military bowl, I, I think they did their best, but but it was kind of a struggle to try to find interesting things for the teams to do. You couldn't get yeah. them together. Uh, they went on a couple of tours. I think the players were interested in some of that. They had uh, the the big reception, the welcome reception, the night that the the pirates arrived. Uh, uh, one of the one of the really cool things was the magician that was there, and he was you know he was doing card tricks, and he had Coach Houston you know almost mesmerized by it, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But but it really didn't seem like and a Again, it was because part, partly because you're in D.C., you're playing a game in Annapolis. It's about a 40-minute ride with no traffic. I mean, yep. the traffic, it's maybe an hour, hour 20. But uh, it just seemed like it was, you know. The, the one thing I think on bowls that could change in the future is, <laughs> if, first of all, if we're still dealing with COVID, there's going to have to be some kind of um, – you know, very much transparent on, hey, here's what we're doing right. as we head in. And then I think you'll see maybe teams go uh, either the night before or maybe, I know that ruins the bowl experience, night before, maybe two nights before instead of spending four or five nights. And I think looking back, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but thinking back, several people said to me what the Pirates should have done and what Boston College should have done is just arrived, maybe yeah. maybe even arrived on the 26th, early on the 26th, and, and treated it like a regular game. Yeah, if you look back on it, uh, there's a lot of things, but you know the bowl pays you a certain amount of money because they're getting that from sponsorship. So some of these events are are sponsor uh, oriented. Yeah, there's a lot of things you look. I do think the bowl thing will change a little bit in that regards because bowl cancellations um, they, they affect. It's like I look at the Outback Bowl. I mean, that whole year is for the Outback Bowl, right? And if that gets canceled, there's a lot of people that are out of revenue. All right, let's see if we've got a couple other questions. Uh, Craig writes in and says that uh, he, he wanted to know more much what the reason was for not looking for another bowl opponent. We talked about that, but uh, why it wasn't clearly communicated to the fan base. And I think part of that, and I don't want to answer in your, your shoes, but part of that was just the time of year it was. You're right after Christmas, and you really didn't have a, have a chance. You know, I, I think there was a Zoom. We did on the, a Zoom I, was on the way, I was on that parking lot on 95 during the Zoom. I should have got on it while I was on that Yeah, we lot. did. It was, uh, you know, about an hour after the announcement, I mean, John and, and Coach Houston got on a Zoom with media, and there was probably, I would say, probably 20 media members on there, and and they asked a question. I think John and Mike both said, hey, you know, right now our season is complete, and we had had those conversations. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I think you can never communicate enough. I feel like, you know, we try to do as, as well as we can, whether it's, you know, John from a From the Helm or social media, um, you know, talking to people about what our what our plan was. But in terms of playing another bowl game, the logistics just were not going to work um, to play somewhere else. Uh, you know, playing in Raleigh or, or whatever really was not – was not an option wasn't discussed a couple of other thoughts coming in uh bubba says that he understands the the interest in the hawaii bowl but, but really east carolina <laughs> in 2022 needs to play in a bowl game where the fans can get to because the fans deserve it and i agree 112 percent oh. on that one i mean you know, we need to play this east carolina program needs to play at a site where everybody can get to. that's why i thought the myrtle beach bowl was attractive even though you know it didn't work out that way but that would have been a bowl that that would have been a tough ticket yeah yeah, Myrtle Beach Bowl would have been good. I, I, I do like the fact that we were playing a uh, an ACC opponent in the Military Bowl. That I, so do I. Yeah. I, I felt like that was uh, really big for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Myrtle Beach Bowl is uh, right down the road. Annapolis, on paper, it says it's four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you, it's not. It's not. Uh, but, uh, no, you're right. I mean, listen, our fans have been uh, – our fans are amazing. I tell – I was uh, somewhere over the weekend, and someone was asking me about East Carolina fans. I was like, they're they're loyal, they're passionate, and, and they will support you. Now you've got to you know you got to communicate. They're not going to take any BS, uh, but they want to win. And what more do you want as a being in this business to have a bunch of fans that care listen i watched i've watched a lot of bowl games and uh i watched a basketball game in the aac yesterday where there was probably about two thousand fans in the arena and they were playing a ranked team that's not going to happen at uh, east carolina all right a couple of other thoughts coming in uh can you make sure the state game to open up the 2022 season is not a noon game can you pull that off we <laughs> we can definitely try. We we tried with South Carolina. That is going to be strictly TV based. Um, I, I will tell you when they called us and told us South Carolina game at noon. That that was devastating. We were really hoping for a night game uh, to open the season, and you know it still worked out. I thought it was a great football game, but uh, I wish I could tell you that. But we will let the TVs know that we do not want to play at noon. That's for sure. All right, a couple of questions about the trophy. Uh, did the Pirates get the Military Bowl trophy like State got their bowl trophy? Pretty sure we do have the trophy. I don't know that for a fact, Brian. I have not asked that question. I know that um, you know it doesn't count as a win, but I uh, we should get the trophy. I, I can find that out. Maybe we ask John Gilbert that question next week. Yeah, we're going to pass that. I do know time. that. Uh, Coach, I haven't seen it. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, Bill Clark Holmes is going to work with uh, us and Coach Houston there will be some kind of rings, and I think it'll be more about the celebrate the season, getting the team back. That's in bowl. what that's what yeah. I was thinking because someone asked me why would you want a bowl ring for a bowl that wasn't played? Exactly. But I think it's going to be more of a, a ring that that kind of tells the story of the seven and five season, uh, the turnaround under Mike Houston. You know, the military bowl. You know. A, Appearance, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call it, whether really appearance because they didn't have the game, but uh, you know, being named to the military bowl, but something like that to to really, you know, something for the players to have pride in. Because and and last week on the Joe Dooley show, because we didn't have anything to talk about <laughs> with games, we had Coach Dooley bring a bunch of his rings in, and it was great to see a lot of that history and stuff, and all the history that Joe's had, you know, at Kansas and other schools, and and to see the Colonial Athletic Association championship ring from the I think ninety three that was really cool to see too so that was on this week yeah we'll work together on that but i, I mean i do I, I think there's a lot these seniors are left here you know 
go back three years ago. I mean, I've, since I got here, I've used the word, you know, restore ECU football back to prominence because um, obviously ECU football has a storied history. And I think they did kind of move us one step closer to restoring ECU football to, to prominence and on a national stage. Obviously, we have a lot of work to do, but I'd like to see those kids get something to, uh, to remember this season by. All right, someone else writes in and says, take 301 next time just north of Richmond. I'll save you some time. And Okay, but I will tell you, I'll tell you something about Ryan Robinson you don't know. I am very fearful of bridges. Oh, there's a bridge. They're running the family over there. Yeah. JJ can't stand them either. JJ can't either. And there's a bridge on 301 <laughs> that even when I see it, to the right of me, and oh I can't gosh. think of the name of the bridge, but everybody knows what I'm oh, talking about. Geez. You go straight up a hill like you're going on a roller coaster. There's no way I'd rather drive two hours around wow. to go on that bridge. So that is the reason Ryan Robinson is. We got to get that to John Gilbert next week and to see why two of his top administrators <laughs> can't go across a bridge. Well, I called JJ on his way up to uh, DC and I said, How are the bridges? He goes, Oh, Emily. He said, Emily's, <laughs> Emily's driving. driving. I know. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is, that is so that's why point. I don't take 301. Wow, that is that is good <laughs> stuff. I swear that is that is something else. All right, let's take another commercial break. Ryan Robinson live in the studio with us, taking your questions, your comments on the military bowl cancellation, pirate basketball trying to get back to work. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show to kick off 2022. After this. Papa John's just took their fresh, never frozen dough and hand stretched it New York style. So you can fold it or not. I ain't gonna lie though, I fold it. Get a New York style pizza from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, the new Papa John's New York style pizza is an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, the official pizza of the ECU Pirates. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether you're putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities utilities it's bow time we think a chicken sandwich this good should speak for itself Mm -hmm. but when you're talking juicy hand breaded and boldly seasoned chicken breasts piled up with thick cut pickles and creamy mayo all on a buttery toasted bun well we are happy to say it again and again and again bow's chicken sandwich only at bojangles it's bow time How much does the word reliable mean? Sure, all businesses describe themselves as reliable, and we certainly wouldn't expect any business to be unreliable, but when you take a word like reliable and make it your way of life, the entire core of your business, it tends to mean a little more, and it's something you have to show people, not tell them. At Delcor, we show it by being there the same day you call. We show it by simply doing outstanding work with exceptional products, a family-oriented work ethic, and genuine caring for all of our neighbors throughout Eastern 
Christian NC because in a time of need, we know the first and the only thing you need is someone you can count on. That's why we only use equipment you can count on too, like a train comfort system. It's hard to stop a train. Delcor can have a new train comfort system installed in no time, or we can provide an AC tune-up to make sure your system is performing well. So will your system keep you cool all summer? Find out. Call us. We're Delcor, the service professionals. Reliable for over four decades. Visit DelcorInc.com today. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With Blackwood and Mills Creek in Greenville, Dalton's Cove in Farmville, and Belmar in Aden, these are just a few of the developments featuring BMS Builders Homes. They can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or East Carolina football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes, and they can build yours as well. BMS Builders. Give them a call at 916-1578 for BMS Builders. Pirate Radio. All of our last names are ECU. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Hi, welcome back as we continue on with Brian Robinson, Executive Associate AD at East Carolina, also the Executive Director of the Pirate Club. Uh, next question that came in, talked about Pirate Baseball. Yes. Are, you, are you ready for Pirate Baseball? I'm ready for Pirate Baseball. <laughs> you know, we've sold... Right now, I just talked to our ticket uh, person before coming in here because I knew it would be a topic. We're right right around uh, just a little bit over 800, and those numbers will uh, continue to they'll kind of skyrocket once we get closer. Just like with any base, as you get closer to the season, um, they will they will move up, or we'll get in that you know 2,500 range season tickets. And that's one of the things if we can this new building we're talking about for baseball third baseline Brian is trying to build some premium seats on top. You know if you really look at baseball, we don't really have any premium seats. I mean obviously the seats behind home plate are great, but kind of a premium area is what we're missing in baseball. Um obviously the jungle, you know, we'll be back to to normal. If you remember last year at <laughs> this time, well, a month from now JJ and I were out in left field of the jungle setting up chairs because if you remember you could only have oh yeah that was crazy too yeah so i remember spending all my time doing that (laughs) luckily there will not be chairs out in the jungle and uh we'll have baseball and i'm excited for that i think our fans um they're gearing up for it hopefully we can get our basketball teams back playing and we'll have a good uh, three or four months ahead the banquet's coming up february the 5th and that's always a big yeah. event coach cliff godwin does a tremendous job he and his staff with that banquet and it's it's so it's so great to get all the pirate faithful the pirate fans together the former players that come in to speak i mean we've had it for so many years now in a row and, and it's just it's just a special night to kind of kick off the baseball season i tell you the first year i went to that banquet what i really impressed by cliff and is you really leave there feeling like you know the team right like you know okay third baseman that's great Zach but let's tell me something about him and I feel like when I left there that first year I knew about those kids and I, and I tell you I drive by our baseball the, they're putting in so much work um, so I, I'm excited for baseball um, I know we'll have uh, really good crowds this year and we'll we'll start working on that kind of promotion route but uh, uh, what is it February is it is it 19th? I, I believe that's yeah. close. Yeah. So, so yeah. no, it's it's coming around We're the corner. The it doesn't stop. And then, obviously, I'm really excited, too. Hopefully, people will have a chance to come over and watch our new softball coach, Shane Winkler, who has uh, just 
the talk around the building is is really done a great job in the, in the spring february 5th for the pirate baseball banquet it'll be my honor and privilege to once again i'll get a chance to emcee that uh, that's just really is a, that a the neat, student neat center deal. again i believe so yeah. yeah i usually meet with cliff about the day before the banquet and he goes over every detail that he wants done and uh, it's really a neat deal and then also i'll be hosting the uh, football banquet february 12th so looking yeah. forward to that as well that's going to be uh that's going to be really good too as well we're going to try to uh have some donors with that event as well all right let's talk about ryan robinson a little bit because obviously you've had a great career in football and i look back at your 10 years with the jaguars as director of public relations how did that go as far as being with the jaguars and what did you learn in that job well i mean i i i, I loved it i think it was just a uh, a field of public relations where you know, people don't understand. Like I watched yesterday the Antonio Brown, and and I'm feeling for their PR person because when you're in the NFL, it's seven days a week. You don't get a day off from July 31st till a couple days after the season. I mean, it's seven days a week because obviously you're working on Sundays, yep. you practice on Saturday, and you really you are around these players every day. Uh, I mean, it's it's not just a casual relationship; it's a personal relationship where. I don't know if a lot of Pirate fans remember Fred Taylor, but Maurice Jones-Drew, those guys are my friends for life. Marvin Harrison, Peyton, they're all they're all friends because you're around them seven days a week. And when you lose, you know, like the Jaguars are now, it is brutal because you've got to come into work and you're asking these players, hey, can you go on with Brian Bailey? Hey, you need to make you available to the media because in the NFL, it's a little different now with COVID, but it was an open locker room. So right. if you can imagine a 2-12 and 12 team yeah. and you have to have an open locker room and you're chasing down guys. So I loved it, Brian. I think I was ready to kind of move on to a, a different stage in my career. But I love – I mean, obviously I love dealing with people. I love relationships. Not to say that um, – but the NFL, is a, it's a different grind. Now, it is – there's a lot of rewards, but it is literally seven days a week. And then you go to a market like Dallas – um, you've seen their media market. Right. It, it is a circus, and you're always under the microscope. But I, I really enjoy the, uh, I think with any business, I really enjoy the personal relationships. What was it like working with the Mannings so close? I think it was great. You know, you learn a lot. Uh, I think the one thing I learned from Peyton is preparation, and I, I still try to take it to this day, is, you know, don't ever go into anything without being prepared. Um, and image is you know, obviously Peyton and the whole family has is, is, is lived off their image, and they're really good people off the field. I mean, you know, their their father, Archie Manning, is one of the uh, nicest men you ever meet, and I know he taught his sons um, the right way of going about it. And then Peyton loves seeing what he's doing now where he's capitalizing, not playing the game, still making a lot of oh, money. Yeah. Now, I think where Peyton's going to end up is – is going to end up with a with a football team. I mean, the, the he is passionate about the game of football, the X and O's, and I'd love to see him one day be able to run a uh, an NFL team. I think he'd do a good job. I knew he wouldn't do something right out of the game because he has too much respect for the people that do it. The general manager's like, right. hey, some player can't just walk out the field <laughs> right. all of a sudden. So, uh, but you learn a lot, Brian. I think for me, the one thing I've learned in my career is just you got to be happy where you're at. And I think where right now I'm extremely happy because I love the people of of Greenville. I love the people I work with. Obviously, I have a great respect for for John, and um, 
So I, I think you you always got to be careful that the grass is not greener on the other side. Yeah, and you see a lot of that in the transfer portal oh. world we live in. And I, I just I don't know how a guy like Coach Houston you know does it because it, it, you work so hard, you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into the program, and then you know basically <clears throat> somebody gets upset with you, they go to the transfer portal. Yeah, Mike Mike and I talk a lot about that. You know, he he'll stop in the office and we'll have long talks where I think where Mike is good at is resetting he you know you get angry for an hour or so but man reset your brain move forward how we're going to get better and that's going to continue i mean you look at our men's basketball right now all across the country you turn on a basketball game now and you listen to the announcers oh he's a transfer from right of course he's a transfer from brown it's like yeah. is there any freshman nobody that, started there yeah is anybody but i think that's what's really cool about east carolina right now if you see some of our very talented players you look at like a Tremont a Tristan a Brandon right, Suggs right they're continuing to improve and I think that's still the way you've got to do it I, I agree with you 100% alright uh, another question when are we going to get the Pirate Club Armada back this year this we, year uh, you know unless we have a major spike in COVID cases we've actually already met about it uh, I do want to I'm going to change a little bit I want to try to hit a, a few more cities and I want to try to do something where it's like a lunch one place and a dinner we're kind of almost getting Coach Houston and some of our coaches on a bus, going here for lunch, doing a big event, and somewhere for dinner and doing a big event so we can hit more cities. But we will probably have a full list of where we're going probably in mid-February. And a lot of that's based off, you know, we have a lot of chapter reps that work for the Pirate Club, and, and those are really cool events. But our biggest thing we've got to focus on Pirate Club is we've got to get new memberships, too. We've got to get new members, people engaged. Um and even some of our older donors will tell you that. We've got to get this next generation of of donors. All right, Christian says, how about a Pirate Armada in Elizabeth City, please? And Elizabeth City is kind of a key spot because you've got you got Norfolk and the Tidewater area so close to Elizabeth City. Elizabeth City gets, gets really, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's not fair because they are North Carolinians, but they're in the Norfolk market. And I get so many people coming from Northeastern High School, folks will say, hey, how come you don't cover us on Touchdown Friday? Well, we can't get anybody two hours to Northeastern a lot of times. Anytime Northeastern plays in any part, we can't get highlights from we certainly try to do so but because you know they're in that northeast corner but they're in the norfolk market and they're considered virginians i think by by a lot but it's not fair but we've got a lot of virginians you know i talked to a lot of people in in virginia and we need to get there i think the key is who was asked the question that was uh christian bateman but christian we need your help to get people to these events so we can share the story of uh, the Pirate Club and ECU Athletics. I think that's the biggest thing for me is we'll go anywhere, but we need people to uh, to also be there. All right, another idea for the Pirate Club to have a graphic, uh, like a goal graphic, like a saber, and fill it in as you get closer and closer to your goal so people on the website can see it and, and you can kind of, you know, That's a great that idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to use that idea, and I think when we start this campaign, one of the things we're going to do is you'll see the different facilities, and we'll do like a graphic where as it goes up, you'll see what the number is. Okay. Uh, so that's no, a great idea. How about going to Maryland? I'm always good for go to Maryland. Yeah, uh, as long as I don't have to go on 95, <laughs> uh, I'll fly. Now. I'll take a helicopter. <laughs> you and JJ uh, take that bridge. Yeah. I, I think what you could do to raise money for the Pirate Club <laughs> is get two cars, get on that bridge. You drive one, JJ drives the other one, and see who makes it across we'd the bridge. To, we'd have to raise a million dollars for me to do that. 
I, I would not do that for, oh. uh, for it would wow. not be slight. But no, I think that's, uh, we're looking at all areas because you can't always, and I'll tell you the one area we can't forget about, and this is going to sound, is Greenville. Right. Pitt County right. is is amazing. And sometimes I'm always talking about these other areas, but we've got to make sure that we're also uh, in Pitt County. Yeah, got to look out for Pitt County. Got to look out for Greenville, most certainly. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back and then we'll wrap things up with Ryan Robinson. Been a fast hour, hasn't it? Back with more after this. There's no better time to drive away with a quality pre-owned car, truck, or SUV from Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your authorized rough country dealer. We specialize in lift and leveling kits along with custom wheel packages. Whether you're looking for ground clearance or enhancing the appearance of your vehicle, trust our team for your off-road experience. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard across from Hardy's at Bell's Fork or online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Although innovative new resources such as digital media and social networks have grown in popularity, smart marketers recognize that printing is a mainstay. We live in an age of computer hacking, scams, and fly-by-night businesses, so it's reassuring to consumers when they receive printed marketing pieces. It exemplifies business confidence and conveys a high level of commitment. It also fosters trust, which leads to engagement and ultimately brand loyalty. When you're ready to grow your business, come to PIP, where Where business goes to grow. Burgers, wings, hand-cut, hand-breaded chicken tenders, fresh salads, and cold beer is the starting lineup at Tiebreakers and has been keeping customers happy for 20 years. Tiebreakers Family Atmosphere is the perfect place to come watch your favorite team play while enjoying a great lunch or dinner. In a hurry or looking for catering options? Get Tiebreakers to go. That now includes the new curbside pickup by ordering online at tiebreakersnc.com. Tiebreakers. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! This is Dr. Christopher McDowell from Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center. Our practice has been caring for athletes at ECU and the residents of Eastern North Carolina for more than 35 years. Whether it's treatment for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care. We also offer on-site physical therapy and MRI services. For experience and professional care, call us at 757-BONE or visit us online at orthoeast.com. Go Pirates! Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. This is Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick, Office Coordinator for ECU Football, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. 
All right, welcome back. Another uh, question coming in from uh, Austin. And we touched on this a little bit, but they said, Coach Houston mentioned. Yes, Austin, I am going to try to lose weight in 2022. <laughs> That's your question. Yes. He says, it says, talking about the cost associated with the canceled bowl game, does that change the plans of the announcement that's upcoming? And you kind of touched on that. The announcement's still coming as far as trying to, to get things cranked up for the multi purpose facility. Yes, yes. That, that won't change that. I mean, what I really was saying earlier, Austin, is, you know, if all of a sudden, we come back and we have $400,000 in expenses, well, obviously, it's hard to go out and raise a bunch of money where the first 400000 is going to go to paying for those expenses. So, uh, like a Bill Clark Homes, we've had other people that have stepped forward and will probably put out in the next couple of days where we think we're going to be in a really good place with those expenses. So, our plan still is in February, we can kind of go out and raise money for... Um, for these facilities now how quickly they're going to get done i mean you know one of the biggest things is brian with these facilities we're, we're going to need to have the money in hand to build it won't be you know like the tower was a 60 million dollar project i think raised by i wasn't here but i raised like 16 million this we're going to have to raise all the money you, you can't, know, you can't just put it under your discover card you got yeah it. my discover card doesn't have that now i can check and see if i can get a little bit of an increase but that might pay for a window all right another idea that came up we need more live music at halftime because Parmalee did a great job for homecoming. That was great. No, and, and you're exactly right. I loved it. I think, too, if you've had a chance to go in that Carl and Connie Rogers Pirate Club level before a game, we had a band there before the Cincinnati game. And it's really cool. What I've, what I've learned is don't do a band. You know, we've done some bands um, out by the baseball before the uh, for a football game in that promenade area. And I've had some fans say, I don't like all that loud music right by my <laughs> tailgate. So I'm learning, Brian. They want it at halftime or kind of in that Carl and Connie Rogers level. That is something we'd like to do where we almost have four bands a year. Now, Parmalee was special. That was really a... That was cool. Uh, yeah, JJ has a great relationship with him, and and that worked out really well. But no, you're right. I, I want to do more of that. Um, now, I mean, obviously, we'd love to have the... You know, Luke Combs come in here. I don't. I don't know if we can do that. He's a uh, App State hey, guy. Right? We saw Luke in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, he's an App State guy. But definitely something we're going to look at. We've always got to look at our game day uh, atmosphere. Yeah, and game days are so uh, so special and so important. And we're going to make sure Brian Bailey's mic works every hey, game. Hey, we got it fixed, man. Brandon Smith over there, and he's they, amazing. And, and Pierce and everybody got it fixed. He's and it was working really, really well. But we just didn't have you know late in the season. Um, we we did a couple of things, but. But yeah, we're looking forward to it because you know, it, it. We're gonna have some new cool speakers. Thing. We're putting in some new stuff over football. I mean, that's the thing, people. You just really gotta continue to invest in stuff that. Well, now you know, but a lot of people don't know is the speakers, the amps, oh, yeah. the bulbs on the boards. I mean, you gotta continue to invest in those. Because things. the problem, I remember when when the the video screen was first put up. And it, it, it gets, I don't know if it was outdated when it was bought, but it gets outdated very quickly. It does. They, they don't even make the parts no. to fix our board right, right. now. So, so, you, so you have to replace yeah. that baby, and, that, yeah. and that's part of the you know future projects. And those are just, I mean, I can't say enough about Greg Pierce, Brandon Smith. Uh, they're, they're just unbelievable. Kyle Gaskins, Will, Mike Miles, they're just unbelievable. And there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are going to work hard as we head into 2022 to make things bigger and better. 
All right, Ryan, we're wrapping things up on this uh, first edition of the Brian Bailey Show for 2022. Anything else you want to say to the Pirate fans? Well, first of all, I want to ask, is baseball coming back for uh, the kids over at I Elmstead? don't know that, and I think right now it's looking doubtful because I, I saw some of the minutes. And I'm, I'm an advisory uh, member of the board, and, and so I see the minutes that come across and stuff, and I think right now, you know, the problem that we've had with, with, with a special needs baseball league is that we can't stay six feet away. No, you can't. I mean, you have to be... You you, know, you have to help you know the hitters and 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 you know it's just such a one-on-one experience and and i hate it because bella loves it and i've i've enjoyed it a lot of people think that i coach out there because bella played but i was out there coaching oh, I love before it. bella was even it's out just there just another example of covid you know some of these kids they need that they do and, and some of us adults need it yeah we need it uh it means a lot <clears throat> but no i think with pirate nation just uh just hang with us i think this is i really do think we're continue to uh, to ascend as an athletic department, a pirate club, and obviously, you know, competitive on the field is key. And I think we're going to see more of that. Two thousand twenty-two feel really good about what we're heading into. Ryan, thanks so much for the visit. The hour absolutely flew by. We certainly appreciate you. Appreciate your friendship. Look forward to twenty twenty-two. Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Pirate Radio. All right, that's Ryan Robinson joining us next week. John Gilbert will be in the hot seat, and we'll talk pirate athletics with him. And hopefully, we'll have some games to talk about. Pirates back in action on. Wednesday night if they get through the COVID protocols coming up this week. Have yourself a great sports week. We'll see you back here next Monday on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been the Brian Bailey Show brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and the Rick House. Join us next time for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.